podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother, Justice Raji. Peace. Peace, peace. What's happening, man? Um, You know. We, same old, same old. Not quite, but not quite. Not but, quite, but different. So, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll just share for the listening audience. Um, I mean, it's by no by the sound or be pick up. We're in the same place and time again, uh, recording not right. uh, via satellite, and um, we are in LA, um, and you know we come together, and I thought it'd be good to have a conversation about. Uh, going back to traveling together a little bit, and also just some LA insights, because at least for me, uh, some of the, the joys of, of of trying to pick a place at random and in a sense with <laughs> Airbnb is you don't really know where you're going. Like, yeah. At least, you know, maybe some of y'all do, but I'm sort of like, well, I mean, that seems close to some stuff and on the way to these other things and or at least fits, you know, certain needs. But any event, we in LA, uh, we together uh, for a gathering, uh, you know, with each other and, and some other of our brothers. Um, so I guess I just want to start with what's something that comes to your mind uh, or has come to your mind so far in our, our, our adventure? Yeah. Um, I think one thing is is the importance of, of travel. And obviously COVID has shifted a lot of those things. And I think people's comfort, and I think understandably it is. Um, but you do get to see the importance of travel, especially, um, you know, there aren't a lot of places in America that are truly diverse. And that's what you kind of recognize. As much as we say that, um, when we talk about diversity, really, like you're saying, sometimes you're saying how many black people are there. Sometimes you're saying how many, you know, uh, Latinos or, you know, some space Chicanos and out of respect everyone doesn't use Latino, every, you know, different people mm-hmm. use different terminologies, um, for, for who it is. Um, and so, you know, traveling get, does get to give you a different place. I would argue in, in the United States, the places that are like truly diverse and it's, in a in a high sense, almost like in a European sense, mm-hmm. right? Are New York, Chicago, Miami, Los Angeles, Houston, uh, the D.C. area, if not D.C., mm-hmm. um, the northern New Jersey suburbs, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Union Cities, Jersey Cities, right? I could be missing something here or another one, but like those are the places that I would, when someone says like these are, oh, in the Bay Area, pardon me. Um, you know, but that's, those are, even though those are big cities, the particular percentage of the population that we're talking about mm-hmm. is relatively small. Yeah. 
So I think travel gives you the ability to actually see the things that often in America we don't, in our cities we don't see, which is also part of separation, demonization, othering, and a whole host of stuff. Man. So I think mm-hmm. that that's one just to touch on the importance of traveling and obviously in a new in a world of, you know, pandemics and eventually, as we've built on before, endemics, right? Well, I think, you know, I think with, with COVID, you're, you're going to see a place where we move to more of an endemic place where there are outbreaks. Yeah, yeah, that we get spiked like, oh, yeah. it's, it's COVID, it's a, it's a town, there's a bubble. Right. You know what I mean, and, and it goes up in a place and yeah. comes down and, yeah. you know. And so, you know what I mean, just still figuring out a way to do that safely, of course. But still figuring out a way to to make that work and travel, um, you know, uh, becomes really important. Yeah. Well, I think um, one of my first insights, and and it's on a, a, there's still a value to being in the same place and time with people, despite mm-hmm. the technology and tools that we have. That if, especially if you already know someone, that you right. can still see them, you can still right. speak to them. But it is not the same. As a uh, being in the same place and time, right? So when so coming out here and trying to understand, like, you know, well, what do you do? You know, what are the rules? You know, with the pandemic conditions, like, how much hanging out can you do? And and also we have these honest people. We have a certain age. I mean, there's stuff that I would want to go to, but you know, whatever. Whatever wild excitements or, or or fantasies one may imagine, their their twenties to have been, you know, what I'm saying, oh man, we are gonna be partying and like whatever, yeah, you know, whatever, like is out of some eighties, you know, what I'm saying, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> or some rap video, right? Yeah, you know I'm saying, like y'all, it's gonna be bottles of champagne and like sparklers, like, yeah, you know I mean, like I don't know if I, I'm I'm all in for all of that anyway. As I, I had a conversation <laughs> with my daughter, I was like, we used to go to parties and dance at them. I don't know what y'all do at y'all parties. <laughs> like I don't know if y'all actually dance. Y'all stand around, you look right. at each other, look at each other. You know what I'm saying? Look, look on their phones and then look send messages at, to each other. But yeah, you know I mean, but but in a very real sense, like being um, coming back to being away from the place where you normally stay provides you sometimes the amount of detachment that is required to kind of be in the moment with people. Um, you know, that that is the sort of the value of, of of pilgrimage, of walking, you know, doing some sort of outing with people. And 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 so sort of that idea we we may, you know, form into an idea about solitude, which could be a thing, um, or being at some other other kind of mass gathering, but sometimes just being in a small gathering with the right people. You know what I mean? Right. In terms of having a space for catharsis and thought. And there's an intimacy in it that I think um Obviously, technology allows us to do the broad swaths of things, right? Mm-hmm. And the platforms that, that that technology has to allow us to do the broad swaths of being able to engage. But to your point, um, you know, and I know people sound like Flintstones when they say this now, but there is, to your point, there is something to being in the same space, mm-hmm. right? There is a communication of ideas, you know, like I, I, I respected everybody who came up with virtual happy hours. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like no virtual happy hours. Yeah. Like me watching me pour something and you drink. Now, you know, there was some stuff that people like sent everyone cocktails and stuff and like had you be able to create the cocktail. That's interesting. Bullet, bullet bourbon holla at us. 
So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw y'all do that. I ain't gonna say no more about that, but I saw y'all do that for one of the one of the brothers. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, I think there, there's something there's something there to that, and I think you know, with as much as we've been able to accomplish, to your point, there is a catharsis and a conversation and um, a proximity, an importance of proximity, mm-hmm. right? I think the pandemic shifted a lot of things but it did also kind of it obscured and made in some ways minimize the importance of proximity but in some ways it brought it back to how important proximity actually is it has everything to do you want to eat at a restaurant with other people or do you want to be in a space where people who are not in your household right mm-hmm. um and what that does and what what's additive about that Right. Mm -hmm. There's something additive about those experiences and how the human brain is wired to see those experiences as additive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I have. You know, it's important that we don't forget. Indeed. Indeed. Um, So as a. Try to think of like so coming here and into this particular city and peace to everybody that's from L.A. that I know. You know what I mean? Or lives in the Los Angeles, the greater Los Angeles area. You know what I'm saying? Um, surrounding municipalities included or right. whatever have you. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I think we've talked about sort of the nature of, of, the, of the big, the big, big cities in the United States, right? So you got New York, you got here, you got Chicago, uh, you got Houston. Uh, and they all have their own, like, flavor. Right. You know what I mean? Their own structures and pieces and this is still a city that you know it, it for much as how you might see it in the in the eye in the light of like you know move you know boys in the hood minutes of society friday movies you know what i'm saying to at various action movies so like heat which is very much a movie that's like in LA. That's very true. Yeah, that's stuff. true. Yeah. And, LA is a muse in heat in a very unique way. You're you right. Know what I'm saying um Pulp Fiction. It's a character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, various other movies. It's still like a, a a place that I'm trying to understand. Like, it, it, it functions different than, you know, being in New York. You know what I'm saying? Being in Manhattan or the Bronx or Brooklyn. Right. It's not like being in any neighborhoods in LA and, and vice versa. Like, they're different. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then it's a... You know, it's it's not particularly it's not tropical outside right now, but the the idea that we have in California is like ah oh, man, hot palm trees. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, fruity drinks. And shout out to you for for the for breaking down the fact that palm trees are not uh yeah. indigenous to yeah, they ain't got nothing to do with Southern California. <laughs> but like, if you just if it wasn't for people will, bringing them, there wouldn't be no. I was today years old when I read, and I, it's like you know how you 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 acknowledge and recognize something, but you don't recognize like yeah, palm trees kind of are there, not there, because they're not everywhere in California. Like yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I mean, when you start looking at it, they're like in places where you end up going. Right. They're not just randomly just like oh right, look, right, like right. look at the side of the road and there's just a palm tree growing a little baby palm tree over right. there like look at you know it's a it obscures that I mean this this a part of LA's history was the defense industry and the manufacturing not really like Hollywood was a part of it but a whole lot more people came here to work in defense right <laughs> you know what I'm saying and and and, and related 
you know, uh, related work. Um, the, you know, agriculture just in the state, you know, still like I think 70% of your produce in the work in America is gr- now grown here. It what didn't used to be that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it is now. And so when we think of the idea of a place versus the reality of a place, um, I think it's sometimes good to to be in the place so that you can actually get a sense of what's happening there. Like, right. what are they doing? What are, what are, what are, what's on people's minds? I know one of the observations that God said was like, "There's all these billboards for TV stuff, right?" Which you know you might not think about. I think at home, you know, wherever you live, right? Like, oh, it's a billboard for TV, but that's important here. Right. I mean, because it. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a big city and it's billions of people, so if lots of people watch here, right? You, you know. Obviously, more people might watch the show, but also there's, to my understanding, there's a there's a value related to the industry itself, in like how you're being like status pieces is something I remember reading around. Like, are people in in the industry promoting your show that other people that critique the industry that are involved in that are here are aware that your show exists? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, so almost ads like for the public, but also for people in the industry to know that your show, like, oh, look, there's what's the name? They, right, they got a big billboard on, you know, whatever La Cienega yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's uh, it's it's it's, it's an interesting, you know, thing to, to observe. You know, on my most re- on this most recent voyage out here. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, I think different as cities evolve, they have their own character, mm-hmm. and LA has its own character. Because it definitely is, it's it's a place. The other place I could compare it to is like Atlanta, mm-hmm. where now when you be like someone lives in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you don't really mean they live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the vast majority of people you meet, you be like, "Yo, where'd you go today? I moved down to Atlanta." You move forty five minutes from Atlanta, which is fine. Same thing in L A. Like, yo, where I live, I live in L A. Well, that could mean so many things in so many ways. Yeah. It's different to me. Like, where'd you move? New York. It means you move to New York City. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's that's not to be confused, right? But when you have places that become defined by metro areas and become defined by, honestly, also huge growth, mm-hmm. right? Like, LA is defined by sprawl. It's defined by, like, you're going to be in your car, right? But it's also a place that you can see mountains in the ocean and the hills all within 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, it so it, it it captivates in a different way, and I've really been thinking this in the context of like um, the black music industry was came here, right? If you think post um, post Motown, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when Barry Gordy famously moved from Detroit to Los Angeles, he shifted the culture of music, mm-hmm. right? The culture of music had already come out here with some of you know the movie houses and people who came out to do stuff and. You know, there's there's enough time and research if you want to go into the who the Chicago outfit and its relationship to uh, um, you know, movie mm-hmm. uh, houses and record labels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all there for you. Or you could watch The Black Godfather, which I just suggest you do that, and then go do your other research. Starting right. on man, but like, so you think about like, yeah, black music post Motown came here, but hip hop as a black music center was in new york Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. then the center 
became like Atlanta. L.A. was always the outpost for the record labels, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the talent and the culture. But what's now interesting, if you think about it, there's been this mass migration of ideas of like people being like, yo, we're going to L.A. Mm. Where before we'd be like, yo, I'm moving down to Atlanta. Now, if you think about all the rappers, they tell you about how much time they spend in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? Because they're cross they're cross checking opportunities and movies and doing all this other stuff yeah. as a media place. So it's created this shift of like people to like the the energy of moving to LA, but then you have the also the Los Angeles culture of black folks. Mm-hmm. which is unique unto itself. And I'm not necessarily talking about the street organization culture, although obviously that is included. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is still just a unique culture of black Angelinos and black folks from Los Angeles. You know what I mean? And also, I, I think I want to touch on this. There's this thing we have in the black community, which I think we want to talk about, when like black folks from somewhere else keep moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then the kind of latent feelings of black people who are from the place where they keep moving to, mm-hmm. kind of not wanting you to keep coming, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like not wanting you to keep bringing your stuff from that other place to them. Uh, you yeah. see it in Black Atlantans a, a little bit, right? Like people who are from Atlanta, you see it kind of in some folks who were from D- either D.C. or you know P.G. or Montgomery County. You see them talk about like you know, and, right. and there's a tension there. Yeah, no, as you said, I mean, I, I think you see it everywhere. You see it in Portland for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see it in, um, other, it's the idea of like you, everybody's cool with being together till, you know, you feel a little bit like maybe they, you know, getting something that you thought you should at least have first right of refusal on. Right. Like, you're like, wait a minute, man, how you going to talk to them new people? Right. And they'd be like, well, you know. You know what I mean? Or the idea that they can have a different relationship with the place, right? Because I think it's all, I think, and I, and I wonder, this would be more of a wonder, if for bigger, like the bigger the city, how the our experience wherever we live is very idiosyncratic and specific to us. And like we mm-hmm. think about it, and, and but we have the, the ability to feel very like confident and strident that our perspective of of the place is is an accurate perspective right right so then when other people come to the place and then they start moving around in it and they're like doing stuff that you don't do or don't have access don't think don't feel you have access to or don't don't think that's on the map for you or don't you don't track that as a part of what you do if you are from or a part of the, of that place whatever right. place may be right then you like what them people doing here why they they must be over there they, they do they doing something yeah, you know I'm saying they're doing something that maybe right. is undermining me or is taking away, and it it's a bit you know, and we could definitely get into like the class dynamics. Like if you coming out here for a job, and so you know you you know maybe you came to L.A. for the tech industry, or you came to L.A. for the entertainment, like any right. of the industries, especially the higher paying industries, right? Um, that folks that are from here may not feel they have had the opportunity to access. Um, what and then in other cities how do we connect people who are from the place to the people that are moving through the place because of whatever opportunities that might right. be there? And I think there's, 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 there's stuff wrapped up in identity. I think there's a, there's a built environment conversation here. That's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, like we was building on earlier, just like how the place feels. 
right? And like it's largely flat, but not exclusively, mm-hmm. right? Um, you also in this town have this like again, you don't have it in a lot of cities where it's like, okay, you went through this neighborhood and it's like it's little Guatemala, and then you went over here and it's little Ethiopia, then you mm-hmm. went over here, it's little little San Salvador, mm-hmm. right? That's unique, but to have the density in the space for these various communities to come together really and still keep a space, mm-hmm. right? Like I think LA has five, Chi- the LA area has five Chinatowns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? F- five, right? Mm-hmm. Like the only place that in any way touches that is New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So just even the, the this kind of culture of the sprawl and of like these different pockets of you got an app, you got a space where it's like the Persian community. You got a space where we're at with the, you know what I'm saying, with the Sephardic Jewish community, mm-hmm. right? Which is even a unique set of food, a unique set of things that are different than, you know, more of an Eastern European Jewish mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. right? But that's something that LA gives you access to, but at the same time, you it could be totally walled off to you based on how you travel around that space, like most other cities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's um yeah, it's it's a unique place. It's a place that feels as open, but then has also, you know, once you hit the wrong corners, it has an outlaw culture to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like again, maybe connected to the street organizations and maybe just not. Sometimes it's just like, look at that at a car dealership. They don't feel like quite a car dealership. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. you know, something going on around in that chop shop that don't feel chop shopish. Right, right. Um, well, my thing, too, is just the amount of places, like, riding as we've been driving around this area. And it's, it's a similar structure of, like, those storefronts and um, different businesses that have, like, you know, have, like, the gated parking lot. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wait, I wonder, like, what, what, like, what is actually, like, what actually is the business that takes place? in that thing that's right. there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like, it looks like, is that, is that vacant? I don't think that's vacant. But I can't tell what is actually happening in there, right? But, yeah, I think to your point, though, you brought up a good point, too, like, especially in, quote, unquote, legacy cities, you will be in those places and there's, like, vacancy, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, abandoned buildings. Yeah, yeah. That's not a culture here. yeah. Of like abandoned buildings, yeah, and that either. so that even feels no matter what neighborhood you in, I don't care what place you in, you just don't feel that, right? And that's even a different, you know, different perspective, especially when you're coming from the Rust Belt in particular, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you've been spent some time in Cleveland or you know Pittsburgh or Buffalo or some, you know, what I mean, some of these smaller places, you just see mass like abandonment. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. and I think that that's something that you could you can perceive as different. So I just want to also just quickly go back to that whole idea when the music culture started to shift out here. Then you also had this idea again, moving from New York and even moving from LA, moving from Atlanta, even though Atlanta still is you know clearly in our hindsight, it's clearly in our vision as far as like black music culture mm-hmm. and, and social capital but then you have this idea of like these clubs in LA and this whole culture of LA and then the whole thing about people having to come in and check in in LA mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like 
You got to come to the town and let certain people know when certain people are being your entourage through this town to function mm-hmm. so that you don't, nothing happens to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because there are real rules. Again, it's something we've talked about specifically within the black and brown community here. There are real rules. Yeah. Right? And you neglect them at your own peril. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, you will have this idea like, man, I can go anywhere, especially, you know, knowing who we are and we're framing ourselves as the citizens of the world, as my mother would say. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm showing up as me. That's cool. <laughs> But showing up as you in this world means something different than showing up as you in anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to respect what that means because it has real implications. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's also a unique part of this city that, um, you know, that idea. And like I said, it ain't necessarily about checking in, but it's really about like, what are the rules of the road? Yeah. Right. right. And, and honoring that. So whether you're honoring that on the street level or you're honoring that about how you're doing business or you're honoring that with thinking about how you as someone is going to do business with folks from various communities, there's a rule to the road in this town that is much more specific, I think, than in other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the um, the other thing, just on, on, a, on, a, on a, I guess, more more fun tip, is that I don't I like I I still generally like have a general I have an idea of how the streets and the and the directionals the directionals of things here, mm-hmm. but then it'd be like it, part of that is it's things that look familiar to other parts of the city that I've that I have been to more often, mm-hmm. but are really like a whole two miles away from here. Like they're not, yeah, they're not actually close to here. Like yeah. they're close to here in 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 that sense, but. Right. All right, so it's like close in the LA way versus close in that LA way, right? Right, and, <laughs> and trying to like use you know landmarks and find your way around, and you know, oh, I know this street cuts into that. You yeah. know what I mean, but like I still don't really, I don't totally have that for this city. Like, I, um, I think as y'all deserve when y'all went down uh, the Inglewood, that or the Pico and La Brea are well, like a couple blocks away from each other down that part of town but by the time you get up this part of town there are several more blocks right. away from each other so if you were trying to map where you're going you right. know, you're like wait a minute I think it's a, it's a street over there I don't know you know what I'm saying you could easily get lost uh, you know and I think it's a unique feature I mean the spot we were going uh, for, for, for a few meals you know is like now I have it mapped in my head how to get there from here right because right? we done driv- drove it twice but if you ask me, without using the GPS to start from some other position in the city, I don't. I, I still don't. I would. I'd have to like think about it for a minute. They'd be like, "Oh, if we were in downtown LA, it was like, you know, yeah, we're gonna go to that same Doomies." I'd be like, "Uh, let's get the hit the GPS because right. <laughs> I I don't have you know yeah. like where and even though the city is a grid and, and the streets cross, you know, it's not a grid like it's that's e- as easy to at least. To, to to navigate is like Manhattan where it's like well I'll right. just go north and then eventually I hit the number street and turn left or right right <laughs> right 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 right, right. So, it becomes simple and I think you know I want to talk about location and 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 centering mm-hmm. here um I would argue that this city through now thirty some years of hip hop music 
mm-hmm. has centered streets in our in, in our heads differently than almost every other place in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Like the idea of being like, now you're on Figueroa and all people who listen to early Ice Cube, <laughs> you right. know, know, had the, you know, a Figueroa. Right. Um, or Normandy or Western, obviously Crenshaw, Slauson, mm-hmm. Pico. Wilshire, Fairfax, right? Like these are all streets that just in music culture you've heard over and over again. So you're almost centered. So to your point, you can think that you know where you're at. Like I'm on Wilshire. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you could be a lot of places. Yeah, I'm on Pico. You could be a lot of places and be on Pico that are vastly right. they're, different. They're from not each the same other. place. Right. They're not the same place. <laughs> but we've been located. I'm on Normandy. You know what I mean? I'm off Crenshaw. Like it means different things, different places. So I think um one of the things about I did think about the science of and and the power of culture and the power of communication that frames a place for us that you think you know it, even though it's a sprawling metropolis and you don't know what it is. Right. It's like again, people could say Fulton Street in New York, 125th Street in Harlem, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I would argue there are far more streets in this city. That, that have you, been yeah. chronicled in your head. You yeah, than than any like like a neighborhood name in in like Bed Stuy. You know what I'm saying? Brownsville. Right. You know what I'm saying? But not like the the street. Any street. Right. There's that's no street. Actually, that's what I'm saying. There's no street <laughs> in New York that you're like, or no street, I would argue, in any other place. No, not even Atlanta. Like I can't yeah. I can't think I mean, of, I never I mean, and I might not saying I'm the, 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 all the best knower of like Houston music, but I can't think of. I, I've heard of like the different wards, the wards, right, right. By everybody say about a certain street, yeah. You know what I'm saying or a certain avenue or something like that. I don't know if that's just a feature. You know what I mean, but but here, like the street names, all they, they've been they've been put into the to the tapestry, so to speak. Yeah, they've been put into your brain as like real. You know what I mean? Um, to the point you think about those streets. Even though those streets literally run for 10, 20 oh miles, God. right? Like you think about them and like you know where you're at. But again, I think it's the power of, you know, the original Black Angelino culture and then the host of people who have added to the, as you would say, the tapestry of this area um, that then make us frame this place, you know? So it's like, for me, and this is a lot of cities, it's all that you think it is and it's nothing that you think it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of cities are those things. They're everything you think they are. And in some ways, they're nothing you think they are. You know what I mean? Um, and that's a search for a city that always occurs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And especially, and I'll stop here, one of the things about, you know, we was building earlier about like particular cities that might traffic in nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. And they traffic in nostalgia because nostalgia and legacy are their brands, right? This is a unique place that like manufactures nostalgia mm-hmm. while it has nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. But then it also manufactures like these frozen ideas of concepts like Venice Beach. And even though Venice Beach is nowhere what like Venice Beach used to be, you're still thinking that Venice Beach is like that, right? Right. right. There's still people working out on the beach, but it's it's just not what it was maybe in 79 right but this place is a really good way of like keeping that like present in your brain yeah i think the only other um the other like touch point i wanted to share or or get your reflection on is 
you know, being here for the last couple of days and, and, you know, having like work to do and other stuff. So maybe not just being out and about, you know what I mean? As much as, as one would like to do and like to be, um, there's still the something that I think is similar to other, like, especially like big, like larger cities where it's like, no matter where you're at, if you, if you, if you pop open the, the, the whatever your map app of choice, and start looking for like food or restaurants, you'll actually find like, oh snap, I'm near stuff, right? Which is something that you don't find in, in not bigger cities, right? right. Like it's, it's just the nature of large, larger metropolises that you have, you know, more potential for, you know, commerce, <laughs> you know, quite frankly. But even on on this, you know, strip, this, you know, stuff that's close to us, like, um, do you, you know, like that, then with that becomes, if you didn't know where you were at by looking at what what the food that's close, you go like, oh, oh, I'm in it. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I right, mean, right. whatever the, yeah. the culture or community that is in that space, you find out. Oh, I must be near these folks because right. you know if it's if you you know if you go up certain parts of Harlem and then it, it seems like there's various uh, Dominican you know food spots. You know, oh, I must be in. I'm in a Dominican area. You know right. what I'm saying? If you, um, uh here i mean we're we're near it appears to be a fair amount of uh israeli restaurants like like that are that in the in the way they present food that, that they're doing these items in the, within a specifically within an israeli style you know what i'm saying um you know not just a like a, like a mediterranean right. so to speak right um but then also there's like you know, you know, Jack in the Box, and you know, you know, all Del the Toro, all the Del, Del Taco, Del, Del Taco, right, right, like all right. of the other. You know what I mean? Is it? You know what I mean? It, it's a donut place. You know what I'm saying? And that's a non. Holy moly, donut! Yeah, shop. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean, it, um, it's uh, interesting to juxtapose that, like that, the you know, like how do those businesses and, and those entities function? You know, like where where do you see the like the community that supports those places you know well, that's what, what i'm saying i think the thing about this place is it's so spread out that there's an assumption about mobility right mm-hmm. so but at the same time there's a density that says there's enough around here for the things to be supported by people who are here but also people are constantly in travel and constantly in transit so the idea of eating at a place is really different than i think in other cities where you're talking about like a somewhere being a destination, mm-hmm. right? You're like, okay, I'm gonna go to this place over here versus you just might be traveling through here and be like, oh, you know what? They got a good falafel spot over here. Or they got a good taco spot over here. Or I'm gonna go support this, like I said, Guatemalan restaurant. Or I'm gonna go to this Italian restaurant, right? I'm gonna go to Santa Monica and eat on the promenade, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's so many different kind of options and opportunities um, locating food within place that I think, um, for a lot of cities still is a challenge because we're moving away from like this place being a quote unquote little this or little that Mm -hmm. where here you still have that and you have a concentration right and you just have like it being a good food town right like you know get around different places it's just a good food town whether you're eating late night vegan food whether you're having jerk tacos from somewhere whether you was down simply wholesome you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, shout out simply wholesome. Like, where the, regardless, you're going to get like something 
good and something interesting that is also unique to this place. And so I think that's also one of the things that makes um makes this place unique as far as grounding and rooting in the neighborhood that you're in, but mm-hmm. also things that serve as a destination um, and what it means for, for things to be a destination and travel for like certain kind of food, mm-hmm. right? Like there's not too many places in the world you're going to get a certain quality of vegan, mes- vegan Mexican food late at night. Yeah. Like it's just not just you know what I mean. It's not a shot to nowhere, but I mean I would argue as a place that person that's plant based that eats all over the country and has eaten different places in the world, like L.A. with just pure options mm-hmm. is probably the best plant based place in the country, mm-hmm. just with pure options, right? Um, and part of that is also the commerce element of it. To your point, where people are like, "Hey, I need to eat a certain way." I need to show up a certain way. So then restaurants and culture accommodate that fact. Mm-hmm. Like no one should ever be confused that people are putting impossible burgers and stuff in their places because they want people to be healthier. That's not the case. They're doing it because people with money are saying, I don't want to eat this. Right, right. And then people are saying, oh, you don't want to eat that? You want a green juice? Well, here you go. Right. Let me, right? Let me give you what you want. Let me give you what you want. Do you want food, like the stuff you used to eat just without a meat product? Fine. <laughs> Let me give you what you want because that's what you want. You still want to eat a shrimp po' boy. You just don't want to eat shrimp no more. So mm-hmm. we'll find out a way to give it to you, right? But I think what it does, it creates a tapestry of even locating yourself in the city as far as the different places to eat and experience the town, which are just, again, very unique. Um, yeah, I, you know, one thing, that, and um, let me know we. But one thing I think I wanted to touch on that I've really been thinking about this weekend um, is this concept of like how do men grow together? Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of space, especially for black women. And I will say, I'm sure in worlds I may not be as aware, but for, um, you know, uh, indigenous women or uh, women that identify as Latino or Latina or Chicano, like for spaces for women to like come together. And especially I think in this space we're in now, folks are really looking at like the role of like strengthening women, right? Um, for for worlds that are, are not usually helpful and open to them and sometimes are toxic. Mm-hmm. But when men get together, it's like, all right, go see a football game and go fishing. Like, mm-hmm. almost do something to just almost forget your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, your life is so stressful that, like, you just need three days to, like, not think about your life. Yeah, yeah. Right? You need three days to fulfill your head with some sort of sport and play, right? Versus, you know, looking at how, you know, brotherhood and how men actually connect and relate to each other which which frames quality relationships that then should extend and expand to other places in their world Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i just think for me that that has become a really important part of what i'm learning um with everybody this week um is that like we cannot assume that the men in building relationships with other men can be reduced to like its most base element. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hope you're having fun. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the, like, you know, no no growth and development. Just hope you, you're doing something to get your mind off the fact that you got to do something when you get home. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think, too, there's a there's the aspect of, like, you know, we, and I think we talked about this a bit, you know, over the last couple of days, but, you know, the way we are socialized and, and what we're, sh- the kind of, sh- the ideas that we, we, become, we create a frame for work for what we feel is an appropriate way to like be with be with be with the fellas, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I and 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 just for anyone that's listening, I'm not saying that that means if if you're not doing like if you get with your partners and y'all go have a golf trip, you know what I mean, if y'all like, I ain't, I'm not dissing y'all golf trip. Like, go do the golf trip. I know I know some guys that's golf dudes on some old heads that's golf cast and they go like. But they play golf. They're all into playing golf, right, right? Right. So they go and they do just they do the rain and they have you know beverages and meals and everything else around that right. activity. Um, you know whatever the kind of the image you might get of a bunch of men hanging out together because you know there is something to especially at different points in men's lives with the more of you to get together. Sometimes the the intelligence decision making apparatus <laughs> starts to go down in terms of <laughs> in terms of like hey well, should we do that yes we should absolutely do that it's like maybe y'all shouldn't do that so like you know that piece bearing in mind but that like if you if you that making space to go be with other folks you know other men and 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 and, and within the context of that create some space to talk about you know some level like you know something that you want to be held accountable about or updating them on just what's happening in your world. That's right. Like you can do that and then y'all can go have like, you know, whatever it is you like to eat or y'all do if you deal with certain beverages and you want to go like, we're going to drink beers or we're going to go watch sports balls. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, Various, right. you know, whatever, if you're into the sports. Um, but, but it does not have to be sort of like, guys, we need to go see some boobies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you know, we need to inspect that idea that if, if you put a bunch of men together, they're like some sort of wildness. The most base element, right? Yeah, like the so, most base thing is going to happen. Yeah. And and that's a, it it's, it's, it's not healthy that we would, more folks would be like, so wait, y'all got together and y'all didn't go to the booby bar? And it's like. Nah, dog. Like, why I gotta go? Like, yeah, you know I mean, it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, y'all was there talking to each other. Like, yes, <laughs> like I was talking to my brothers. Like, right. I went somewhere to relax. You know, it, to it's the a soft bigotry of low expectations. Yeah. To to quote uh, President Bush, <laughs> right? Like, it's the bigotry of like, yo, is is men. So you're just gonna be men. You're gonna be boys. Yeah. Right, you're going to do, you know what I mean? It's going to be like Animal House. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be a conversation about your thoughts, perspectives, you know, uh, ambitions, mm-hmm. right? And I think we have to shift that for young people. We have to shift how men perceive what that means. We also have to shift how women perceive what that means. Mm-hmm. Because if women have perceived it like, again, well, when men get together because they've been chained back by their lives, mm-hmm. they must act a certain way when they all get together. Yeah, Because yeah. secretly, they all want to be that thing and they don't get a chance to do it. And I think we learned that from TV. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, like, oh, like, oh go, go 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 be with the guys, huh? Right? Guys trip. Guys trip. And then we then we've now framed all of it like, no, you also men have to, you know, be amongst each other 
and then talk about some of the other things that are important, mm-hmm. right? And so I think we have to be very wary of the soft bigotry of low expectations um, of what it means to convene and what it means to come together. And especially when you have shared values and a shared outlook, mm-hmm. right? When you have shared values and a shared outlook, then the shared expectation is growth and development. The shared expectation is authenticity, um, in, mm-hmm. in deep engagement, the shared vision is, you know, being able to maybe have different experiences, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it's not to almost like forget the life you have. Right, right. And to, because, but then that's the point to like, yo, your life ain't really that fun. You, you've been, you're really, you, you really are held hostage yeah, like, the rest <laughs> of your life, right? And, and so what, where those ideas, where it's like men are really held hostage the rest of their lives and when, only when they get away can they really enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, thanks for bringing that up because I wanted to, um, I think it's it's important that, if we, I guess I would say how I would say this: If we want to operate in the world of the future that is not the world of the past, then we have to embrace doing some things, doing things differently, but also doing some things that you know. Oh yeah, guys, I got together to go to like you know a concert, see the concert together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you could do that, um, or this other thing, and it, you know, you know, I would say we're probably not unique in that, you know. I've heard of other men meeting up, like having an annual trip well, of some kind absolutely. among friends or whatever. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, but within that understanding that there's there's a value in terms of the depths and the growth of the quality of relationships when you travel with somebody, you know, and you make some, but then also making some intentionality to to sit and and and, and ensure you talk about something that's meaningful. You know, why you had the opportunity to do so, so that. You don't, you know, at no point down the road, you know, it would be the worst to find out. It would be bad to find out that someone was suffering undue. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they never shared any of what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, as you spoke to, like I said, if, if every time you get away or leave your family or whomever, whatever your regular world is, whether it consists of like family in the sense of like, Right, you know, you got kids and a per- and a partner of some kind, or just family being your macro family, whoever that right. is, right? right? That then you just act a cold fool, or you ends up being a three day stupor. You know, I ain't here to judge you too much, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, too you know, much. maybe maybe that's not the healthiest <laughs> norm that that you know maybe maybe we should look at. Might be wise to consider, like maybe you could adjust some of what your regular life looks like. Yeah, you know I mean, right. So you, you know really enjoy so that. that. No, we have to get we have to get mean? to a place where you enjoy your life. So so going outside of that doesn't start to be like you. Some it's additive. Mm-hmm. It's not. Re, it, I mean, it should be restorative to some degree, but it shouldn't be restorative to the degree where it's almost like it's it, it's your forty eight hour, mm-hmm. you know, hell pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, it's your forty-eight hour, like whatever goes right. Like yeah. I mean, Vegas is Vegas for a reason, and it's a reason Vegas is Vegas, and the reason that Vegas tells you that what stays here is here because it was built off the culture of that, mm-hmm. right? It was built off the culture of this is a place for outlaws, and 
you know, uh, drug traffickers and, and mm-hmm. purveyors of, of services. Yes. Right? Like, so when people think about when they go to Vegas to do that stuff, that is a that, that is based on the history of what is carefully crafted for you to feel like that. Like, you're not right. doing anything in Vegas that hasn't been done in Vegas. Right. <laughs> you're being sold an idea. And so I think... Yeah. But the idea gives you license to to engage in it. Right. Because, like, right. oh, people know I'm coming here, so, you know right. what I'm saying? They know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if I do and, and you know, I think we talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to El Diablo. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you know, everybody got places they like to go. But you know, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I you know, I, I think in the, the bigger the bigger picture is um the pan if the pandemic has really we've learned anything from the pandemic and resulting elements, it's about the mental and emotional and cultural health and wellness and well-being of people. And that is has to be primary mm-hmm. for, for all people because we recognize how unhealthy we all have been. Mm-hmm. Right? The pandemic literally, sometimes even physically, right? This particular, you know, virus is feeding in a sense on compromised systems. Mm-hmm. It's it it's harming people at a higher element who have had other um, comorbidities, as we may call, you know from a you know from a health perspective. But it's also harming. You know, so our mental, emotional, and cultural health and wellness, and physical health and wellness, it has to be so important and primary. Mm-hmm. And you know we have to figure out what are ways that are not only restorative but additive to our collective experience, and so that men can also continue to be their best selves while being the foundation, you know, depending on how you qualify your families and your relationships. But, you know, in the context of of what we may share, being a foundation and being a support for your family that, you know, the, the ten time when men get together is not to suspend uh, reality for 48 hours. It's mm-hmm. actually to d- more deeply engage reality for 48 hours mm-hmm. in a way that you may not have been able to in your other space. Indeed, indeed. Well, I think you, um, I think you, I think you summed it up well. Um, I'll just say in closing for the record, um, you know, enjoy the times you can, you know, with people, you know, get outside. Uh, you know, sometimes even if you've been somewhere before, figure out if you've been, you know, maybe do something different. You know what I mean? When you go there and if you have the chance to travel with folks that you care about or folks that are important in your life, you know, make some time to do it. So, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, anything else for the good of the way? And get outside, outside. Just not Jada outside. You know, shout out to Jada outside. Yeah, but saying. it's like, sometimes you got to get outside, outside. Like, sometimes you might have to, like, put your feet in the sand. I know for a lot of black men, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mugs, like, man, the sand. And you should, and I used to be like that. And I ain't the most open guy in the world now. So don't, you know, so I ain't, you know what I mean? It ain't no, it ain't no smoke. Still, I still ain't got him out in one of these cabins. You know what I'm saying? We working on that though. Yeah. That's the yeah, cabin yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you know cabins. I mean? You know what I'm saying? I, that was Freddy the 13th and like you be you being sent off. Like cabins to me was like some kid shit. That's like some kid shit. That like when your family ain't want to see you for a couple weeks you had to go to a cabin like yeah you was like uh, you go camp kiwatha <laughs> and then you'd be able to camp kiwatha and the food stinks and you know what i'm saying like you know get some kids from another neighborhood it's picking boogies out their mouth picking boogies and flicking them at people so you know it was all kind of stuff for me in cabins but no i'm a, i'm a, uh i'm getting you know getting getting better with that idea but no I, I do think it's important even in 
again, LA is unique in that you have is you can be outside. Like you can literally go somewhere and see mountains and shit and be mm-hmm. on run up your know, runyon and canyon and all that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, to take to take advantage, especially as we talk about people having challenges being inside, to take advantage of the natural world and the wonders that exist with that. So Indeed. with that, say peace. All right. And I ain't gonna say nothing else, so peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Majestic. If you want to support the podcast, the most important thing you can do is share it uh, where you listen, um, social media, um, you know, with a friend, you know, maybe, maybe with a coworker, you know what I'm saying? You know, that that's to your own discretion. Uh, we, you know, record these conversations regularly and um, with the goal of enlightening Meaning, uh, the world or those who would listen with some of our thoughts and reflections that bounce off of how we've moved through the world together and with the collective ideas and some of the um, just you know our perspective and where we sit um, my hope is that you will get something of value from every recording and um, you know again if you want to support the podcast the best thing you can do first is share second thing you can do is become a patron if you search justice Raji, that's J-U-S-T-I-C-E-R-A-J-E-E on the internets, um, particularly on the Patreon, though you'll find a page and you can become a subscriber and that helps me to offset the you know the production cost, the real production costs that it uh, takes to just keep something on the internet, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, we're deep into the fall, so I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Um, shout out to everyone in LA that we were able to make cross paths with during our days there thank you to all the brothers that were able to travel um you know and share and be a part of that our, our most recent convening you know uh, convening that is and coming together you know uh, around our collective and individual accountability so in any event i'm going to get off of this here thing and uh, say thank you again for listening and um please keep your out for upcoming recordings peace <laughs>